0: May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was growing up, I attended St. John's Church in Craythorne. It was traditional, and I enjoyed the community and the feel to it. Several times in my teenage years, I went off for a week to a Scripture Union summer camp, This would be a week of excitement, spending time with other Christians my age, singing lively worship songs, taking part in exciting activities. Suddenly, Jesus was cool, and there were times of great spiritual enlightenment. These camps were a real boost to my faith. They filled me with enthusiasm. They topped me up. They gave me courage in proclaiming my love for God. And then I'd come home, and always after one of those camps I was frustrated at my little Anglican church. I wanted the excitement of the camp again. I wanted lively music and invigorating prayer. But actually those times taught me something important about the Christian journey. You cannot sustain a constant spiritual high. What goes up must come down. I needed those times of excitement and encouragement, but I also needed the normal, the earthy, being a Christian in my own home, my own environment and school, surrounded by my own worshipping family. And in the story of Jesus' transfiguration this morning, we find a similar idea. Jesus takes a few of his closest friends, as we heard, and ascends a mountain to pray. And it is there that he is transformed, transfigured. He appears in glory before them, dazzling white, radiant with God's glory. And there with him are the figures of Moses and Elijah, representatives of the old covenant, Moses the law and Elijah the prophets. They speak of his departure, also translated as Exodus, a reference to Jesus' forthcoming death, but the implication being that Jesus is the new Moses who will lead his people out of the clutches of slavery into the promised land. Peter, classic Peter, perhaps desperate to cling on to this moment of revelation and wonder, speaks out. Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. It's no surprise that he would want to hold on to such a moment. How often do such moments occur? Perhaps you have encountered God in a tangible way, felt God's presence close, glimpsed God's glory, How much have you wanted to cling on to that moment? And yet it slips away, like trying to hold water in your hands. Peter's words are obscured as a cloud overshadows the group and God's voice rings out. This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. Jesus, as at his baptism, is affirmed by God in his calling and in the path which he is taking, to Jerusalem and to his death. And then as quickly as it began, it is over. The friends are alone and all is quiet. Jesus and his disciples truly had a spiritual high on that mountaintop. For the disciples, they saw Jesus in his glory. They glimpsed him as he truly is, God's son. They saw him with Moses and Elijah, surely affirming Jesus' role, his purpose in God's great plan. And that voice, the voice of God, if they had any doubt left, confirming, this is my son. But for Jesus too, what a spiritual boost for him? The boost he needed before he turned his face to Jerusalem. Again, that affirmation of who he is, what he must do. What is interesting in today's Gospel passage is that in Matthew, Mark and Luke, this story of the transfiguration is followed directly by the story of the boy possessed by a demon whom the disciples have failed to heal in Jesus' name. What a bump back to reality for Jesus and his friends from the radiance of God's glory, the presence of great figures in Jewish history and the very voice of God, we come down to illness, frustration, lack of faith and difficulty. How they must have wished they'd stayed up the mountain. It's been widely reported that more than half of former professional sports people have had concerns about their own mental or emotional well-being since taking retirement. Many of them struggle with depression, self-harm and addiction following a successful career. Former England Women's Rugby Union captain Catherine Spencer retired at the top of her game in 2011, but she struggled with feelings of regret. She says this, I was at the top of my game, England captain, first choice, 63 caps. I knew what I was and what I was doing. I felt like I was at the top of my mountain. Then suddenly it feels as if you're not needed on the top of that mountain and you plummet to the bottom. You don't know where you're going or how to look up. Your whole being is taken away from you for athletes who have hit incredible highs in their careers to then retire and stop suddenly, there is a great risk that they will plummet into depression and struggle to find any kind of purpose. Maybe you can recall a time when you felt like that. Perhaps if you've worked towards something for a long time, then once you've achieved it, you're left wondering, what next? For as in today's gospel story, having hit a great spiritual high, as you come down from that, you can feel flat and deflated, lost and floundering in your faith. What we can learn from today's gospel passage is the importance of those mountaintop moments, but also the importance of coming down again. Those moments up the mountain encourage and inspire us. We need those times to top us up spiritually, emotionally. Those times when we feel God's presence, encounter God in our lives. And sometimes in order to get those moments, we need to take time out of our ordinary lives. We need perhaps to go on a quiet day or retreat. We need to go to a Christian festival. We need to whack on the worship songs in the car and have a good sing. Or we need to walk by ourselves and give time to prayer. We all need different things. But we do need those moments to strengthen us in our faith. Jesus himself needed them. But Jesus couldn't stay up that mountain. He had to journey on to Jerusalem, to the cross and beyond. What would have happened if he'd stayed up the mountain? How different would the story be? What goes up must come down. But what a mess Jesus came down to. And so often that is the case. Our spiritual bubble is burst by the mess of the world the world made up of people. But we are called to live out our faith in this messy world, not up the mountain away from it all. And the important and the incredible thing is that God doesn't stay up the mountain which we are so loathed to leave. God comes down with us. God is with us as we face this messy world with all its complications and frustrations. God is with us as we journey on. Amen.